welcome to the Full Circle Podcast with Julie, Glenn and Phil. Hi, my name is Christina Bloom, and welcome to the Full Circle Podcast. And welcome to the Full Circle Podcast. That was indeed Christina Bloom uh, from across the pond in Wisconsin. Thank you, Christina. That was a fantastic episode to record with you. So I have uh, so much gratitude. Yeah, 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 definitely. Good evening, Julie. Good evening, Glenn. How are you both? Good I'm evening, still all right. <laughs> I'm still standing. Well, I'm actually sat down, but never mind. That's ruined that joke. Uh, yeah, doing really well, thank you. It seems to be really hot in the studio tonight, and there's no yeah. heating on, so there's something's occurring. Out well, of I'm on my racks. I've got my uh, my still shorts your on. Gear, aren't yes, you? yeah. You've got your yeah. pins out, aren't you? I have. They're getting a bit of uh, colour on them before I go away next week. So. I know you keep saying this, don't you? Keeps going away it in, to don't Cornwall. It? Yeah. How long? I say going, going away. I mean, it's only a week. Go for a week. Oh. But um, yeah, I don't want to be on the beach in Cornwall with white legs, do I? No, don't want to be going with milk bottle legs, really. So you're warming them up, yeah, get a bit of time before you go. Well, let's give off good weather, hasn't it, for the next few days? I believe. I think so. Yeah, Yeah, we keep getting different reports, but you do, Mm. don't you? In the few weeks running up to wherever you're going, you get a different weather report every day. So we'll see what it's like when we're there. Yeah. Mm. And um, I have noticed, though, yeah. sorry, Glenn. No, go for it. I have noticed that when you're in Cornwall, you can be on one side mm. and you might be in in rain. And then you can drive to the 45 minutes to the other side, to the other coast at the top. Okay. And it can be really hot weather. Quite extreme, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Sort of yeah. Location it's on like the it's same got its, sort of area. Got its own climate. It's strange. I'll be honest with you. When I was down there many years ago in New Quay and it started raining, I was a bit bewildered because it was it was warm rain. Mm. Does that make sense? It was like yeah. somebody put the warm water tap on when it was coming down. It was quite bizarre. Mm. Mm. Um. Didn't you go down Cornwall, was it, last year, and you met one of our previous guests down there? Was it Prem? It was yeah. Prem Devi. Mm. Yeah. Yes. So... Last that's over a year ago. Went down last May. It yeah, is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Soon comes round. Yeah. So that was nice to catch up with with uh, Prem. Them. Yeah. Mm. Or well, Mags, as people were never this on this way this way on. Mags, yeah. Well, I I'm not going on holiday, so there you go. That's the end of my oh, my conversation. Oh, <laughs> but you like your little uh, weekend retreats, don't you? Little adventures. Yeah, just the odd day here and there. Any of yeah. them planned? Um, not at the moment. Uh, we went to, well, we had a bit of a day out. It was sort of Greater Manchester and then we stopped at Bakewell on the way back, which was oh, nice. So lovely. Uh, we took the new little puppy there as well and she had a great time. I'll say you're limited now. You've got a puppy. I know. Ooh. She'll have to come everywhere with it. Life's never going to be the same again. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That okay. phrase will come out of your mouth more times than not. Oh, go on then, Ewa. <laughs> spoiling the little pup. I know. Yeah, I don't want to spoil her too much to, so that she's got a little bit of um, not getting her own way all of the time. Yes. Just some of the time. 
Take your stall out, definitely. Yeah. So, without further ado, we're going to find out if our guest this evening has got any holiday plans. Um, <laughs> we are. Uh, established, an yeah. established healer, um, both nationally and globally online, uh, founder of the Uncommon Heartfelt Touch. Please welcome to the podcast, Kev Bailey. Welcome, Kev. Hello, folks. Hello, welcome, Kev. Good Hi. evening, Kev. How are you? Have you? How's how's things? Fandabby dozy. Everything <laughs> is just flowing in the right direction. I'm showered with in, with abundance at the moment. Oh, that's oh, brilliant! I can't get over it. It's a year and everything has changed. Yeah. Can you that's disclose weird. any of this abundance to us? Yes. Yeah. Feel free. I mean, obviously, with our covid friend going on and that thing yeah. got a bit tight mm. and stuff i had some health, health issues myself that i needed to overcome right but then since then um i've kind of gone out there with a new fresh look because i used to be called the co- uh, connective therapies yes mm. but i felt that that was keeping things separate and didn't really describe what i do anymore yeah so that's why I changed my name to the Uncommon Heartfelt Touch. Yeah. Because I come from the heart when I'm healing. Yes. And I've now combined a whole lot of other things, magnets and uh, toning and a little bit of mediumship all into the healing. As well as now, I had a message from my mum who's on the other side telling me that I needed to learn mediumship. So... I've always done as my mother told me. This time you've done it. Mm. Yeah, so I'm starting to learn mediumship. That's I'm amazing. Having Brilliant. some surprising successes. Do you think well, this is a conversation that we've had many, many a time, Kev, um, as, mm-hmm. as, a, as, a, as a, the, the three of us and with our previous guest, that over the last 12 months, things have been removed. Um, Old ways, things that we used to do, have just been removed and made way for for a new path. Do you have you found that yourself over the last like six oh, yes. to twelve months? It sounds oh, like oh yes, you definitely. Because I mean, everybody thinks that what has gone on is a negative, and in some ways it is. But also, mm-hmm. I believe it's a huge positive because it's been the boot. Up the rectum of humanity, <laughs> backside, <laughs> to enforce change. And I mean, if we don't get that, if if change isn't forced, we don't change. That's very true. And, mm-hmm. and things are changing, and people have had to look at themselves, especially when they've been locked in their houses with their husbands, wives, girlfriends, and yeah, they've looked at each other, they've looked at their relationships, and they it's either become stronger, yeah. Yeah. Or in some cases, they've split up and yeah, gone their course. separate ways because they're no longer resonating together. That's spot um, on, yeah. And now, again, I'm finding people that have been on their own five, ten years, sometimes healing themselves. All of a sudden, they're going out there and they're meeting their new partners because resonations have changed for yeah. them as well. Mm-hmm. And I've just heard somebody left a, um, some for some reason or other left a job that they really liked 
and they were really disappointed about it. But they walked into another job where they like it even better, and she feels that the staff she's met, she's known them for years, yeah. and yet she didn't have that in the other one. And I said, yes, it's all about soul tribes coming together and people mm. of the same energies, frequencies yeah. are joining. Yeah, energies, frequencies. Are, we're all coming together now into our soul tribes mm. to take things forward, to create what we want to create and not focus on what we don't want. True. And that's mm. definitely what I feel is happening at the moment. Mm, definitely. There is a noticeable and an obvious shift, isn't there, occurring Yes, and society. I think that we've gone over the over the, the edge, if you like, over the, the precipice, and now yeah. we're starting to gather momentum down the other side. It still looks like it's all doom and gloom out there, but you can yeah. see that there are little glimmers of hope and light. Yeah, that's true. That are showing you that there is something new starting, but obviously they're not going to show you what has gone on until it happens if, if you know i mean you're not going to get the truth revealed yet yeah 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 until yeah. it happens absolutely yeah we're a bit mm. behind there aren't we it's got to yeah. come out hasn't it true the truth will come out it has to it rises to the yes. surface and, and it is coming out already yeah. isn't it we can see some yeah. things now even in mainstream media they're starting to tell the odd bit of truth yeah 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 mm. yes but yeah so for me Everything going forward is fantastic. And people might say, I'm a nutter. Why do you believe that? Because of what's going on. But I know that there is some really good stuff coming and it's already starting to happen and it's happening for me. So I can't complain. That's really good yeah. news. We're, we're so pleased for you on we this are. new path. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. 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 So even with me, I've been closing some venues that haven't been working for me. Yeah. But other doors and other venues have been opening up. And I'm finding that I'm starting to get more fuller client-wise in those new venues than I ever was in the old ones. Yeah. 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 Did you find yourself mm -hmm. thinking, Kev, do you know what you've just said, that you, you, you were closing venues that, no, that aren't working for you? Did you, get, mm. did you come to a point where you were thinking, actually, what am I getting from yeah, this? Why am I doing this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did, because some couple of the venues wanted you to pay the monthly rent up front whether you had clients or not yeah and you think well okay it's a new venue it's going to take a little while to gather a bit of momentum and people find out about you some were helping to promote me others weren't mm. yeah. and then <laughs> i don't know you just get a sense after you've been there a little while of the energy of the place and you think hmm well, I'm kind of not really resonating with this, and maybe that's why I'm not getting any clients. Mm. Yeah, it's got to be the right And yet place, I have other venues where I'm exceptionally busy, and then, like, one of the venues I've just added is I have a friend who runs a campsite down at Upton, which is near Market Bosworth, and we've been talking for a little while about me coming down there and doing stuff, but because of what he had going on and obviously getting over um, our forced... Home occupations, shall yes. we say? Yes, we know um, what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. he's um, now in a position where he's turned around and said, Well, why don't you start coming down here again? And so I have, right. and I've had some really good clients down there, and it, and even other things are opening up on 
his place as well. He's starting to do more spiritual stuff than that, whereas before he was, it was just a bit of, I'm not saying just a bit of camping, but he's got an entertainment place there and that as well. But yeah, I think his vibration and his family's vibration has changed and now they realize that they want a bit more and they want to raise the place up a bit. So good on him. It's Upton Bonds camping and whatever it is, but yeah, it's a brilliant place. Yeah, I think quite it, nice to a lot of facilities as mm, well. I think everybody's so, vibrations changed, hasn't it? You know, it, everything's yes. changed. Well, yeah. not everybody, because I'm seeing some that have gone the other way. Okay. And I don't know why that is. And I'm seeing on multi- and multimedia and stuff that people are saying some people are getting a bit more aggressive and stuff. And I think that was one of the things that my mate was noticing on his campsite that people that have camped for years. Yeah. And they walk around the same campfire and swap stories and had a few drinks and a laugh. Mm. He said last year they've been they were turning up and a little bit this year and they were falling out with each other and he's had to call yeah. the police a couple of times oh, wow. to remove them from the site. Yeah. So do I do think there's a, a, a division, a split going oh, on. Oh, absolutely, yeah. We We've, were talking about that. We have. We've just been talking about old energy and new energy. Um yes. And how they are separating, Kev. We had quite a, a big, a, yeah. a big conversation about that, actually, didn't we? About about almost like the Earth splitting Separating. into two yeah. Earths. Mm. So yeah, changing the wrong word, isn't it? A it's new Earth, yeah. Going one way or the other, isn't it? Is more accurate. Yes. Yeah. But not only that, you're saying about the Earth. I mean, the Earth is like shaking at the moment. It's like a big dog, isn't it? Shaking all the fleas off its back. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that. All the volcanoes <laughs> erupting and the earthquakes and <laughs> the flooding and stuff like that. It's all about she's ascending and she's getting rid of no, what no longer serves her as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, don't blame her. Mm. Yeah. She's shedding, yeah. shedding, shedding an old skin. That's it. Yeah. Yes. Mm. So yeah, uh, death and rebirth. So yeah. Kev, can we hear a little bit about you, your story, how you started okay. on this pathway? Yeah. Where did it all begin? All right. So many, many years ago, when I used to go to school, I got bullied both in the UK and then we moved to South Africa and I got bullied there. Right. And then my father, <coughs> excuse me, um, enrolled in an all-boys school in Plymouth when we came back. And I thought, well, I'm not going to get bullied here. So I became the school nutter. <laughs> so they taught us how to make chlorine gas in school in the fume cupboard. So I used to be paid <laughs> in a collection on a Friday dinner time. And I got to the school and I'd make chlorine gas. But I forgot to shut the fume cupboard door and all the doors in the school. So the whole school filled with chlorine gas. <laughs> and we'd have to go home. It was a bugger. And then other times I'd sneak in and I don't know if you know that sodium and potassium, when it's a neat metal, it's stored in a bottle and it's got oil on top of it to stop yeah. it reacting with the atmosphere. Yeah. Well, I used to pour it down the sink, the whole bottle. Oh, eh? bottle. <laughs> And then you could hear it rushing through the pipe so they'd have to get the fire brigade out. <laughs> We'd all go home early again. <laughs> However, sometimes I'd get caught and then my dad would be called down the school and he was an ex-military policeman, so we kind of clashed a bit. Um, I'm an Aquarian, so I'm a rebel anyway. So the more 
he punished me the more I rebelled, and then I started hanging around with those angels and all that sort of thing, or biker gangs in Plymouth, until my dad and I, we came to blows one day, and I think we were both quite surprised that I was as big as I was and knocked him back across the kitchen. <laughs> and he was surprised that I was that big, I could do that. And um, a few months afterwards, he asked me to leave home, so I did. Yeah. I moved back up to where... Hatfield, where I used to live. But then I joined the army, and then the army channeled all this um, um, dodginess, if you like, to goodness. Yeah. So from dark to light. Yeah. However, I don't know if you can remember the film or the program Soldier, Soldier. Well, I was Tucker, so I was always Oh, yeah, I remember that. Scams and stuff like that. But anyway, I'd done 12 years in the army, got out, and then went selling for, I don't know, about 15, 20 years. Right. Then I run a pub. For about five years but during that time my father and i had repaired our relationship and it just got good mm. and then the old bugger decided to check out oh, in them in the, in the meantime i'd also taken up martial arts and i've been doing that for about 20 25 years and got to um chief instructor status and things wow so i've been dabbling a little bit with spiritual stuff yeah mm -hmm. but then his death made me really angry and then running the pub, there was uh, an issue sometimes with the Powder Your Nose Brigade and the Village Idiots. So mm. that also was making me angry as well. So I knew that I had to go and deal with this anger. Yeah. Mm. And then through a sequence of events, it led me to go to a meditation class, whereas before I went, I didn't believe in any of this. Right. But after okay. about the third or fourth time, I started to see and feel things. And I went, ooh. Okay, <laughs> might be a little bit more to life than you think, Mr. Bailey. <laughs> That's it. And then I was hooked, and so I learned kinesiology, crystal healing, energy therapy. I then went and also learned shamanic healing off of my shamanic teacher, uh, Jeannie Rogers. I kind of became her unofficial apprentice because I used to invite her up to help me with some of my harder clients. So she used to let me sit in and help her do it. And we've done some really weird and wonderful things together. But, you know, and so from then on, it was, again, it was a death and rebirth because I got to the point where I wasn't resonating at the same level as my ex-wife. Okay. I wasn't really resonating with my job at Rolls-Royce because I was doing what I was doing part-time. Yeah. Um, I found that, yes, the money was good at Rolls-Royce, but I was bored most of the time. Mm. And so I decided... To end it all so i got rid of the wife and she's not under the patio <laughs> <laughs> got another bungalow somewhere okay. um, <laughs> i've been the job at rolls royce and i sold the house uh, well we sold the house because we had to split the money between us and then a whole series of events i think we were talking briefly earlier that it was about going with the flow and so my house is on, or our house is on the market for about a year, and it wasn't selling. There was nothing wrong with it. It was a modernish, three double bedroom detached house. It wasn't selling. No viewings, no nothing. And then a medium friend of mine turned around and said, "You need to go back and talk to the house because the spirits of the house don't want you to leave." Wow. And the couple that were in there before us, although we arguing at times and things, 
and they were actually physically violent with each other. Mm. Okay. And I think also because I was doing the healing in the house, it was raising the vibrations, so the house liked it. Yeah. So I had to go back, and I did. I sat there, spoke to the house, and said, look, this is on a low-cost endowment mortgage. Can't afford to pay it off in three years. It's I'm going to lose it anyway, so you've got to let me go. Mm. And then within a couple of weeks, a guy come along, and he says, yeah, right, I want it. And I'm going to rush it through, and you've got to be out by such and such a date. Well, I knew I was going away. So I was going for a week work, week's work in Manchester, then I was skiving off to Provence for a week. <laughs> and then I was house-sitting for my niece in the Lake District. And I thought, oh, what am I going to do? But then a friend of mine who runs a sewing circle rang me, and she said, I've got this lady here that, the elephant rooms in Draycott, oh. and then I, oh, right, I know her. I, I've done a healing session on her, you know, about a year mm. previous. Mm. I think she was sussing me out. Um, and then I, I went around and saw them and said, Yeah, we got this house up for rent. And I went, Okay, well, I can't move into it yet till the sale's gone through my house because I can't afford a mortgage and a rental. Is that okay? Yeah, we want to do a bit of work on it. And then because it all rushed through, I had to say, Look, Changed my mind. Can I move in straight away? <laughs> I dumped, I dumped all my kit downstairs and then disappeared for three weeks and then <laughs> came back and sorted it out. And so I've been here six or seven years, but about a year ago, I was kind of starting to predict that I would be moving in August. And then just recently, my landlord come around. He had a bit of work to do as a repair. Yeah. And he said, then that he was either thinking of selling or um, he would have to increase the rent considerably. And so then he's come back again recently and he's taken financial advice and he's decided to sell. And I've got to be out for the 15th of August. Wow. So the prediction was right. Yeah. Um, so I'm back in the same place again where I'm now trusting the universe that it's all going to happen again because... Yeah. I don't know where I'm moving to. I don't know where I want to move to at the minute because mm. I've got venues all around the country. Yeah. One of the reasons why I'm in Long Eaton, it's because it's handy for all the motorways and travelling. Mm. Yeah, quite so centralised. Yeah. Yeah. I've still got to kind of look at that, but I've been told, because I'm now kind of connecting with my mum, not so much through mediumship, but I'm using kinesiology to ask questions and muscle testing. Okay. And she's telling me that, I'll be moving on the 1st of August because wherever it is I'm moving to isn't ready yet. Right. Mm. So whether I'm starting to do the paperwork and stuff before then, but the moving date is the 1st, I don't know. Oh, well, And mm. it's quite That's handy because mm. quite a few mediums have been telling me via mother that um, things are changing. And it's a bit annoying because she say, oh, you don't know the half of what you can do. And I'll say, right, my old mother, tell me, oh, no, you've got to go and find out yourself and learn your own lessons. <laughs> so it's kind of like, it's like a double-edged sword, you know, she'll, yeah. she'll dangle the carrot and then you've got, she'll whack you with a stick. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, was... so there's a few things like that that's been going on. Yeah, that's quite but an unfoldment, that is, Kev. That's it, a fantastic it, journey you've been I, on. I, I say it's death and rebirth again because mm. I died last time, my old 3D self, to become my new three and a half 40 self 
if you like. And now mm-hmm. I feel that I'm hopefully the 4D self is dying and I'm going to become the new 5D self, I hope. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not sure whether I'm quite there yet, but I know I'm getting there. I've learned loads of lessons. Yeah. I've changed and evolved and it's all about moving forward and I trust spirit and the universe. Definitely. You was mentioning there kinesiology. Can you tell yeah. us and yeah, the audience be, what be that means and, and how yeah. to use it? That would okay. sound fascinating. So, kinesiology is a series or is muscle testing. Okay. There are a series of 17 muscle tests that you can do with some backup tests as well, which test the 17 meridians lines that we have in our body. Yeah. And because of the, the results of those tests, whether you're weak or strong, it tells the kinesiologist what to fix and in what order to fix it. But we can also do other things like stress release. And I combine that nowadays with shamanic healing techniques too, and um, yeah. to help people release all their emotional baggage. You, we can also do things like um, pain retention release, where you may have had an accident, and the pain of that physically may have healed. Yeah. But mentally and energetically, the pain is still there, and we can release that as well. Uh, there's so many things that you could do with kinesiology if you know what the fixes are. It's just fantastic. But I do believe that you need to do all the emotional stuff first and clear what people have been gathering over the years, and especially in childhood, because then the events that happen in adulthood and afterwards, it's it's all reinforcing the original programming. Mm. So you've got to go back and change the original program and release it. And then you find that going forward, you haven't got those... Um, gremlins in your program holding you back, mm. even if it's um, subconsciously. You, they may be there, but you don't know they're there, but they're holding you back. You might yeah. not have the confidence to do the new job, or you have a heart wall that's stopping you get a decent partner, or whatever it might be, or you might even feel that you're not worthy of earning a lot of money, so you, you remain poor, all of these sort of things. Yeah, so, that's interesting. It's about turning them around and then doing the physical fixes afterwards. Mm. I, I liked also the way that you said that you used kinesiology to connect with your mum to, to get yes. answers. How does that work? Mm. Mm, well, that it was a bit weird. I mean, before COVID, shall we call it, um, <laughs> I was I went to a certain <laughs> and I managed to connect with a spirit on the other side, but I could see her. And then behind her was a really bright silhouette of this person. Yeah. And I didn't know who it was. So I just said that I could see this person. I didn't know who it was. And so the the woman taking the circle said, well, ask. and Ask if it's her guide. And I did. And they used the sway test on me. And I'm, so you use your body as a pendulum. Okay, yeah. And it said yes. And so I was able to tell her it was a guide. Um, but now I'm finding it's changed. So if I've got, if I'm sitting in a circle and I get a message, I start to rock side to side. And then that tells me I need to look in the cinema screen at the front of my head. Yeah. And I might, might see something. And then I start asking it questions. If I can see an old lady, I'll say, well, who's it for in the group? 
I've got a person, is it the mum? And if I don't move again, I know it isn't. If I do yeah. start rocking again, yeah. then I know it is. So that's how they tell me yes or no. Ah, that's a good but in other things, when I'm asking questions, I try not to do muscle testing on myself in case I override it. But I'll go and grab somebody and say, Oi, can I borrow your arm? <laughs> no, I'm I don't tell it. them the question so they can't influence the answer. Yeah. And I answer the answer in my head and then use their arm to test. If it stays strong, it's a yes. If it goes weak, it's a no. And you may have to qualify it a bit more because if it's too yeah. general a question, um, you might get a yes answer. But the more you qualify it, then it might say no or it might stay yes depending but yeah it's it's quite interesting i've grabbed the odd person <laughs> i've kind of vaguely known in the street sometimes because i've had a, <laughs> an idea and said oi come here i want to rip your arm off <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it works and it's never let me down so i love that it's That's a great way of working <laughs> <laughs> but you can use that on the clients as well because again i i'll ask questions about the client but not tell the client what the question is again, so they can't affect it. Yeah. And you'll be surprised how accurate it gives me answers. Say there's an emotional issue messing them up, but they don't know what it is. But through a series of muscle tests, we can get to what the emotional issue is and what was the original trigger as well. And at what mm. age and then release it. That's brilliant. And then yeah. they just, every, well, then they remove their blockage to going forward and it's fantastic. Can I ask the question, with you doing a lot of international healings, you know, online, Yes. how do you go about doing that? How does that work for you? And what type of healing do you use whilst you're working online? Well, so mostly it's energetic. I have done a, a mixture of kinesiology and yeah. shamanic journeying with them, but I have a... I tried to get a brown bear, but I ended up with a polar bear, and I call oh. him Polarity. <laughs> so he's my, yeah. he's my surrogate, and I do all the testing on him, and it's okay. really, really weird because I can feel the client's body through the bear. Yeah, I feel him, feel them moving about, and their their bodies twitching, or um, sometimes you feel like a Mexican wave, or when I got my <laughs> hand on the the bear's belly because I'm releasing the emotions from the stomach where they've been um, sick to death of life or they can't digest what's mm. going on. You, I can feel the, the belly growling and rumbling and moving about. It's, it, it's fantastic. That's quite shamanic, isn't it? That yes, yes, yeah, it is. And then the sometimes I'll be doing um, extractions on the bear. So I do a, a, a scan with my hands to find where negative energies are and, warn the client then i shamanically grab hold of them and pull them out and then blow them away to my team to take to deal with so but the person on the other end not because i'm normally doing it on a video link yeah i can see them and they go or oh, ow or something like that cause <laughs> they feel it go mm, wow and doing it through a stuffed bear like you know you think oh okay because the first few times i've done it i went yeah all right well we'll give it a go we'll see what happens and I was thinking, mm, okay, a bit doubtful. And then when I saw the results, I thought, ah, oh, shouldn't doubt, should you? Well, there trust was, them again. There was other <laughs> cultures that used something similar, like um, like a voodoo doll. 
to do yes. an, a negative thing. So yeah. I suppose you're you're yeah, doing my it. My ex-wife a... does. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ex- Only does... she uses knitting needles. Oh. <laughs> oh. Does, does that explain a few of your physical problems oh. then? And is that yeah. why you walk funny? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yeah. I have actually just I have actually just read a sentence, Kevin. I don't know how I've just found it, but it just says. Uh, uh, oh, it's gone. Hang on, hang on. Bear with. Try a little, try a little bear medicine from a genuine care bear. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> well, what it was, uh, everybody thinks I'm this big, ugly grizzly, and I'm miserable and moaning, and um, don't mess with him, and all that sort of thing. Oh, are you not? <laughs> no. Yeah, you got this big outer image, but. That was from my bullying, and mm. if you look like that, people don't want to bully you, do they? So, but mm, underneath, yeah. they said, "Really, you're a care bear." Oh, so yeah. and I, I'm, yeah. I must admit, I am a bit of a softy, and uh, I get quite emotional sometimes when I'm working on clients who have been through quite a bit of stress and strain, and mm. and even sometimes physical abuse as well. So, yeah, it does bring tears to my eyes. As big and ugly as and as hard as I think I might be. Oh. <laughs> well, you're connecting connecting with vibration, yes. aren't you? So yeah, it's yeah. Good that That's you have right. that sensitivity. You mentioned earlier about using magnets in your healing. I mean, how does that yes. work? For example. Okay, so there's a thing called the emotion code. Yeah, I'm not officially trained in it, but it is really basically a an extension of kinesiology. Um, but also, I can use these magnets. I put them on points of pain to release it okay. because we are a magnetic field yeah, uh, and it's putting that magnetic field back in. But um, the same guy that runs the campsite, he's the only bloke I know that can get two like pole magnets to stick together. <laughs> and then he joins them permanently together, which then creates a toroidal field. So you're actually putting this toroidal field onto the person to help make them, their toroidal fields work more efficiently and it's quite funny actually because sometimes i do it at shows or whatever and then i'm walking around i forget i've got the magnets in my pocket <laughs> and the next time they're that strong i start dragging metal chairs around with me and stuff like that. <laughs> that's brilliant <laughs> they're not picked up coins yet i was trying to do one pound and two pound coins but so anybody with they're not iron, so yeah, anybody with doesn't pick them up. Anybody <laughs> with piercings, they've got to Ooh. make a wide berth when yeah. you're at these Yes, shows. yes, definitely. <laughs> and pacemakers are probably they're that strong. They probably pull them out their body. Oh, <laughs> oh my word! Gosh. Yes. So yeah, and then I've also, I mean, you guys know Angie as well. Um, yeah. I was learning yeah. Toning with her. And when I can get over my embarrassment, I do tone over clients as well. And and that I know that that makes a difference. And I thought I just had like the uh, the Johnny Cash tone. <laughs> but I, have, I have quite a wide um, tonal range, and I can get quite high and quite low as well. So are you up there with Alad Jones? Back in the day. Ooh, I don't age. know if I could get quite that far. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You're doing a fair job. It sounds all right there. I'm, 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 I'
<laughs> I thought we were going to get a rendition of uh, walking, walking in the air. In the air. <laughs> I can't see me walking in the air somewhere. <laughs> so we just Where do you think that um, so you said when you can get over the embarrassment of of doing that cat the toning mm. of the toning. Where does that where do you think that embarrassment comes from? What what's the because I do that. I, I, I love, if I'm on my own, I'm well away. Yeah. But to, but to tone or use matching mantra in front of somebody, I clam up. Me, I'm, I did at first. Um, I used to play when I'm healing clients, when I do the second bit in the energy therapy work, I had a Heinbrot CD. And I used to play that, and he's singing mantras, but he's got my tone, mm. and I just couldn't help myself. I used to start singing along with it <laughs> while I was doing yeah. the healing, and then a couple of clients turned around and said, that was fantastic, you doing that along with the healing. And and then again, it was my friend at the campsite. I was working on him one day, and I said, oh, can I just try this on you? And I started doing various tones, and he says, mm. the feedback after, he says, that affected this um chakra chakra and this and that and and i went oh right okay and she wasn't telling me lies it does work then <laughs> <laughs> you know but yeah sometimes when it's a new client and you've never met them before and it, it and normally i'm not shy because of army training and teaching yeah. martial arts i'm used to talking to people and as a sales manager but i suppose it's something new and it's just building up that confidence on that side because I've always been told I was tone deaf and I couldn't sing if I tried. Right. Yeah. But, mm. but I done an open mic night once at the pub and I, the open mic night had been on for about three years and they kept saying, when are you going to get up and do something? Uh, no, never. And then they um, One got night. me a few shirts, uh, an open mic night, um, and then they got me a few sherbets one night. Sherbets. <laughs> You're singing next week. I went, oh. all right, okay. What do you want to sing? And I said, Johnny Cash is burning ring of fire. <laughs> <laughs> and the following week I got up and did it. Yeah. And I surprised myself because the pub was packed and they're all semi-professional musicians. And I said, I thought you, you said you was a crap singer. And I said, well, I am. And I said, no, you ain't. So, but then my ex-wife, she turns and says, no, you are crap. But I, think <laughs> jealous, so I do think she was a bit jealous. So I, I never got up and sang again. Yeah. Was that your so, pub? Where was the pub? Where was your pub then, Kev? It was in Tradecott in Derbyshire, which isn't far from Long Eaton. It's now a happy mm. shopper, unfortunately. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, but I used to do a lot of music and stuff in there because music is my thing. So, I couldn't do food because we didn't have the kitchen and the layout of the pub didn't mm -hmm. lay itself for food. So yeah, yeah. music was to my the music. answer. Yeah. And we've had some quite big artists in there that have gone on to bigger and better things. I mean, a local artist, Kezia Gill, she's just run the Country Music Awards. Wow. And she's doing a lot all around the world now with, mm. in country music. Um, I've had a duo called Blackheart that have actually now gone and played at the Albert Hall. Wow. Um, there's a guy came over from 
Chicago blues guy called Chicago Red, and he came over when Obama's election was going on, so he managed to get on quite a few radio stations. And it was amazing because I, John Paul Jones picked up on me on radio too, and he started advertising really? some of my gigs, and mm-hmm. and the Daily Mirror started, and I'm thinking, oh, this is lovely, That's all this brilliant. free advertisement. So, really good. Yeah, Joanne Shaw Taylor, she's another big oh, one. Oh, fantastic artist. She's just gone over and um, under the wing, I can't remember the guy's name, it's just gone out of my head. Um, <clears throat> anyway, she's big in the States now and then starting to make her way back here again as well. So, yeah, and you could have listened to all of these guys for free. And now, unfortunately, you've got to go and pay a small well, fortune yeah. to go and yeah. listen to them. It's yeah. not cheap anymore, is it, to see a you know, no. decent band? Mm. No. That's and I was brilliant. getting quite a few from Australia, New Zealand, the States, because they were relatively unknown over here. I would get them to come and play at my open mic night to advertise themselves. Yeah. I'd put them up overnight so they could do their gig on the Wednesday and then move on. Mm. Yeah. Good. So it kept the cost down for me because I was putting them up. Yeah. But also because it was a midweek gig, it wasn't that costly either. Uh, but I used to make it a cute stick mainly on a Wednesday. So I'd have even local bands like the Downtodden String Band. And they brought over a guy called Tom Bailey from New York to play with them occasionally. And he used to say that I was his long lost brother because obviously my surname's Bailey as well. So yeah. Yeah, I'd have all sorts on all genres of music, so it's brilliant. That's mm. wonderful, and I suppose being in that environment where all that energy is being created and performed and played must have been a, a trigger in some way to uh, to opening you up a little bit more. Yes, and I also think the music, whether I knew it or not, well, I obviously didn't realise it at the time, was paving the way for me because then I started to learn guitar um and then obviously going on and then doing the toning and then learning about resonance and mm. sound yeah. and how it can heal and stuff like that so yeah it was like kind of looking back a natural progression mm. Mm. That's good. Mm. i've just realized that i used to live not far from you then kev i used to live well it's a while ago that i was there but i used to live at shardlow Oh, right, okay, yeah, just across the river from us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the scruffy end, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, mean, I weren't going to that one in there, I weren't eh? going to say that. Yeah, but, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to get a lot. I used to live at, I used to live at the Navigation Inn, so... Um, right, okay. Yeah, so, you used to have got a music in there as well at one point. There used to be, yeah, but um, yeah. but it's a, while, it's a while ago since I was there. It's over 20 years. Wow, but um, yeah, small yeah, world then. Years since I was in my pub. Say again, got to be about 15 years since I left the pub. Mm. Time for yeah. some good memories of living of, of around there and nipping into Long Eating for a drink and whatnot. Yeah, well, I've been doing that <coughs> full time for about 12 years, yeah, about three years part time beforehand, yeah. Mm. Do you know, with the spiritual groups that you used to go to, Kev, there was the Phoenix yep. group at, at, at Rainworth, one of the first ones that you went to? Yes. Yeah. And then, obviously, when Ange moved to... The Shack. Uh, shack, yeah. Shack, yeah. Mm. But wherever it was in Mansfield, I went there with a bit... Unfortunately, distance stopped me going 
too often but there are other spiritual groups around and then i actually started one in my house mm. um coming across a lot of people that were kind of waking up shall we say and they had no one to talk to because friends and family thought they were bonkers and raving yeah. loonies and, and so i used to have a night used to get about 15 people in my front room bit of a squeeze but it worked and mm-hmm. very yeah. of various levels from rank beginners to quite consummate mediums coming in some of my shamanic mates had come and stuff like that and we would talk about anything and everything uh, and help people to have realizations and then other people would teach us because mm. i don't know everything and i'm i've got this i'm an aquarian so my thirst for knowledge is absolutely unbelievable and people laugh at me because they come in my house and i've got more books in here than long eaten library has have you got a mansion lined up with a big library in it Kev, well, yeah, it's just my the knowledge. It's great, you know. Yeah, am I right in saying, Kev, that uh, you like visiting uh, sacred sites around the UK? You know, of high importance and vibration and things of that nature. Stone bothering. Stone bothering. Yeah, that's one way of putting it. <laughs> um, it started really when I went up to house sit for my niece all them years ago, and obviously there's. In Cumbria, there's quite a few stone circles like Long Meg and yeah. can't remember what the other one is towards Keswick. Um, so I went up there and then it's kind of evolved a bit more. I love a- Avery. Mm, brilliant uh, place. Yeah. I went on, uh, somebody put on the last minute thing, somebody let her down to dog sit for in Wales. So I went to um, Wales, dog sit for her, but then on the way there and while I was there, I went and visited quite a lot of stone circles um, and Arthur's seat and all of this. Um, I actually went into a second-hand bookshop, believe it or not, and bought another mm. book. Another one for the collection. <laughs> yeah. My daughter's well, like that. <laughs> I'm really bad, yeah, for books as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, Garway, so I went there and... There was nobody in there. It was in the middle of the day, and I was having a bit of a wander around looking at the temple stuff. Um, uh, but I didn't think, but I put it on Facebook, and a lady who came up and she said, Yeah, I like to go in there, and she likes to tone because the acoustics is fantastic. But I didn't think to do it. So next time I'm go- I go over that way, I'm going to go back and do it again. Mm. And I can tone in there. But yeah, I just love doing all these things. and. Last time I went down to Wiltshire, somebody took me to a church that's in a field right outside Lord um, Rothschild's, one of Lord Rothschild's houses. Ouch. (laughs) Rothschild's houses anyway. And apparently it's where the source of the Avon is and it's underneath his house. So he's obviously using it to boost the energy levels in the house and things. But I kind of like going in the church and changing the energy because if it was his own, probably upset him so there you go (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, so these are the sort of things that and i mean the last time i went to avery i I was attracted one to one of the big um stones so i went and leant against it and was feeling its energy and then the next minute this guy comes up with his dog and his old guy and he just starts talking to me and blowing my brains out with all the spiritual stuff he knew wow he wandered off and 
I went to see what the group was doing that I was with, and they were still messing about. So I went back to the same stone. Only this time, I let my back against it, and I could feel the heat coming out of it. And so I kind of went into to what I call shining mode. So I bring earth energies up and universal energies down, and I mix them in my heart, and then I just pump them out and start to radiate it out around the area. Mm. Well, for about 10 or 15 minutes doing it, and then it stopped. So I went to walk away, and there's an Asian lady sat on a stone about 20 yards away, and she says, Oi, were you sending out healing energy then? <laughs> so I went over and started having a conversation with her, and I said I was just shining and what it was all about. Yeah. And, she, and then we started talking about Merlin. She says, I work with Merlin. I says, so do I. And then she had an American lady with her who came round and she said, this is Guinevere. And I went, all oh, right, okay, universe is playing again, isn't they? They're moving <laughs> the chess people. You know, and I, we, we stood there for about an hour, hour and a half, talking about all sorts of spiritual stuff and Merlin and that sort of thing. Because yeah. I'm hearing, I've, um, a friend of mine lent me a book on King Arthur and apparently there were two King Arthurs. And they were based in around that sort of area and Wales. And the, our history tells us that Rome, the Romans came over here and they conquered us and all this. But this history book says that a monk in like 1300 decided to change history because they couldn't have a King Arthur, a Welsh guy, kicking a Catholic's arse all the way back to Rome. <laughs> and apparently that's what he did he defeated the Romans mm. and also this book says that there have been artifacts found in Eastern Asia and North America with Quimbram which is a Welsh language sign language written on mm. going way back like five or ten thousand years mm. All the experts couldn't work out what the language was because Quimbran is hardly known because obviously they don't rate the Welsh and the Welsh language, but mm. they should do because there's a lot apparently of these places dotted around the world where it is written in Welsh and apparently in the First World War they used to use Quimbran a bit like the um, Native American wind talkers because nobody else can understand it other than the Welsh. Mm. Ah. and send it as messages around the place so yeah so all of this is fascinating it is you know? yeah. wow yeah you've taught and us something i'm hearing at the moment is that scotland all this biblical stuff that's supposed to have happened in the middle east actually happened mm. in scotland and edinburgh do you know what i oh, heard okay. that a few months back oh. and i was like yeah. whoa really well it's funny mm. because I used to live in Durban, and I didn't yeah. realise it was on the other end of the Rose Line. And then at one point in the army, I stopped off in Egypt, which is also on the Rose Line. Mm. And then I started to get into reading about Credo Mutwa, the Zulu shaman. Mm. And he was on the Rose Line. And then I'd done a trip to Roslyn Chapel, um, and I was wandering around in here with with a guide and he kept saying oh stand there you'll get some or go down where the temple stuff is in the crypt you'll get some I've got nothing mm. anyway got the three pillars at the front 
the apprentice pillar, the master masons, and in the middle there's a plain one. Well, I was walking past that, and all of a sudden I'm jerking around like a bad case of Tourette's. <laughs> <laughs> I've kicked my shoes off, and I've leant against this pillar, and I was there for about 10 minutes, really, really jerking about. All these tourists looking at me, gone out. You know, what's up with him? You usually need an ambulance or something. <laughs> anyway, after about 10 minutes, it stopped. I just put my shoes on and walked off, and they're all looking at me, you know, mm. wow, what, what just happened, happened there? there? Mm. <clears throat> But I knew I just got an absolutely massive download. Mm. I don't know what it was, mm. yeah. but I got it. And then I've come back afterwards and started working on clients again, and I'm doing different things. Right. You know, mm. I feel them when I'm working with them, they move my hands about. But now they're getting me to do different things out in the aura and stuff like that before I even touch the client now. These, and I just love all this. I, I get loads of downloads of working on a lady in London once and mm. I, I managed to complete 95% of what her guys were asking me to do, but I couldn't do the last little bit. But afterwards I was talking to her in the next minute again, I'm jigging around like a prat because I'm getting another download. And she says, yeah, they're thanking you for, for sorting me out. Um, I went on a podcast with Elaine, a, a lady called Elaine Godley. That's yeah. Nottingham. She's now in Portugal. And she had a lady on from Southern Ireland and Elaine was interviewing me and then this lady asked me a question. So on Zoom, her face come up large and I looked into her eyes and the next minute I'm jigging about on the end of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, yeah, that happens all the time. And then she invited me to do a podcast in Southern Ireland with us. So it's my life is just so fantastic. Mm. Walk around, I talk to anybody and everybody and then the next minute, somebody turns around and they, they, they'll tell you they're this or that or they've experienced this. I mean, this lady um, who taught me how to do the shining, she's at um, the Himalayan Cafe, the other side of um, Sirencester, out that way, on the way to Cheltenham. And she taught me how to do it. And then when I walk around Long Eaton, when I don't do it, people look the other way and they don't want to talk to you and stuff like that. But when you do do it, every, people smile at you and they say good morning. You have conversations with people you don't know. And then there was one day I was walking up the canal and there's a guy there who's got a can of beer in his hand and he's obviously having his breakfast. And it was a warm day and we started talking about the weather and he asked me what the book was. And I said, oh, it's the Black Gods of Egypt. And then the next minute he says, I've been around to half the temples in the world. I've been here and I've been there and I experienced this and experienced that. And it, I wasn't expecting that. And then I walked into the town and I went to the burger van to get a cup of coffee and I'm sat there in the sun and I'm just about to get up and walk off. And this old guy says, what's the book, mate? And I says, oh, it's the Black Gods of Egypt. And he says, oh, he says, oh, I used to sell, you know, art and artifacts and stuff like that. Yeah. He says, yeah, a lot of the stuff I used to sell were like were half a million pound in Sotheby's and things like that. And he says, but I couldn't handle the money, so now I'm sat outside a burger van. <laughs> <You know? laughs> wow. Amazing, these people that are mm. wandering around the world that yeah. we don't know who they are, what their story is. That's true. Fantastic. Wow. And so I just love it. And people... I, I kind of had a, a, a young girl called Megan Robinson. I used to um, call her my spiritual daughter. 
mm. and we've had some adventures. I mean, we when we were house sitting for my niece, and we went up there a second time. My niece had been in this village about six years and knew nobody. And then I'd gone in the local pub with Megan and we knew everybody in a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine, so, yeah. But we went back in <laughs> a, another time and this, they, every year they bring over the shepherd from Southern Ireland because they've got thousands of sheep up there and he helps shear them all. Um, but she turned around to him one night and she said, your mother says it ain't your fault, you know. Right. <laughs> That done him, he was in tears, and because he'd been blaming himself for years, but he thought he'd stuffed his mother up. And Megan's a bit of a medium as well, so mm. you know. And then I got talking to this guy there who him and his brother used to have a, a practice in Harley Street, mm. uh, he was it. a psychologist, mm. but then he left and he became a caravan handyman in a, a caravan park. Wow, anyway, I got to him and he was talking he was into buddhism and meditation and stuff and then i started to talk about really weird stuff and he says i can't handle this i've got to go <laughs> you blow me brain <laughs> <laughs> and then i was walking back up from one of the other there's only two pubs in the village and i've gone to the other one i was walking back up and this dog was hanging over the garden wall so i went over and fussed it and this lady was talking sat in a garden so i started talking to her about stuff and we started to get on to a little bit of spiritual and then her husband come out and guess who it was? It was this mm. psychologist. He says, Oh no, you're oh. you again. I was like, I'm going to have <laughs> lay down for a week after I spoke to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Oh, yeah, God. Like, oh, just, oh, it's fantastic. I love it. I went, I did a <clears> show <throat> in Harrow. This was really weird. <clears throat> I had a lot of Asian clients and I had towards the end, three Asian blokes. And a couple of their mates come up and said, oh, can you work on him? He's thinking about committing suicide. And then the next one was thinking about committing suicide. And, and the next one, and then I asked her, I said, what the hell's going on with you lot then? And he says, we're all in arranged marriages and we brought our wives over, but they don't want to consummate the marriage. They don't want to sleep with us. They won't do this and they won't do that and all the rest of it. We can't divorce them because that then involves a possible honour killing. Mm. And so we're thinking of committing suicide. Mm. So I said to this young lad, okay, so you've got the arranged marriage and all the rest of it, but have you ever thought about sitting down yeah. and talking to your wife and asking her what she wants? Kev, uh, Kev. Anyway, he um, went away. We've come to the end of I your am podcast. I'm so sorry, Kev, that we have to Just cut you off. Just give me two off. minutes because I'll finish this we... quick. We, we haven't got, got two minutes, minutes unfortunately. <laughs> All right, no problem. Sorry. Okay. Um, Kev. Just very quickly, where can people find your website, uh, Facebook, and, and that kind of thing? But we may... Okay, so you can get me on my web page, which is www.theuncommonheartfelttouch. Okay, great. You get me on Facebook. I'm on WhatsApp, Instagram, Telegram, wherever. Everywhere. Perfect. Yeah. Everywhere. I'm like that's, a bad penny. That's great. Thank you, Kev. It has been a pleasure. It's been um, amazing to have you on. So thank you so much. Thank that, you. Thanks for inviting me, guys. You're welcome. Indeed. I think we're going to have to have you back, though. So, yeah, for instalment number two. two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're going to say goodbye for now. And All thank right. you, everybody. Thank and you. Goodbye to you, guys. Thank, no, you. thank you. Thank you. Bye for now. Namaste. See you later.
thank you for listening and continuing to support the Full Circle Podcast. Don't forget to find us on our official Facebook page.